Good evening and welcome to Speak As Your Move. This is Matt Collins here with you live tonight with my fellow co-hosts, Derek Roebuck. How's it going? Josh Jernigan. Good evening and welcome. And my brother, Patrick Collins. Good evening, everyone. We are a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ, hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. This week, our topics are who's cooking in the kitchen and chastising the children. Other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go, so let's get started and speak as you moved. Derek, um, do you mind leading us off with a word of prayer, as we always do? No, I do not. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings you've given us. We thank you for this opportunity. And for these brothers that I've known for so long, Lord, I pray that you would be with this little radio show. I pray that it would uh, glorify you. We don't want to do anything, Lord, that will not bring you glory and honor. We just pray that uh, whatever whatever we do here, Lord, whatever little bit of effort we're putting forth, Lord, that you would you would bless it. Um, and it would be to your will. That you would just uh, go with everything that is said. And pray that it would be to the your honor and glory, and just uh, let us have a have your will in the center of everything that we do. Amen. 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 Thank you, Derek. Um, good to be back. Good to be back tonight. So, as usual, we're going to start off a little bit here with the icebreaker question. So, the one for tonight is: Do you prefer the beach or the mountains? Um, and you can also, yeah, it's a tough one. You can also go summer, winter, however you want to spin it. But um, beach mountains. So I got Derek to pray. So I'll go. I'll go, Patrick. If you're ready. Beach. Oh. Beach. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, Could have saw that one coming. And, and why well, do you prefer the beach over what, the mountains? What is a mountain? Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Let me. Let me explain. Let me no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I. I uh, I'm joking. I've actually. Uh, I will say this. I've come to enjoy the mountains. Um in my elder years uh no i uh i put over the mountains um yeah no it was a joke um probably not a very good one uh the the it's not that i don't like the mountains i actually really enjoy the mountains i go we go up the mountains once again uh tom and nancy are always gracious to let us come up and visit with them they have a nice house in the mountains and um and it's beautiful no doubt um it's tranquil and and I, I do enjoy going to the mountains. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just sometimes I feel like salt water's in my veins. I just love the beach. I love the water. Um, at truth, truth be told, I don't really love the beach, uh, as in the sand. I love the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but to get to the water, you got to go over the beach. So, um, so, um, but I mean, I don't, I don't hate the beach either. I, I, but I really, I really love the water. Um, and so, uh, so I'm definitely a beach person and, um, and just everything about it, everything about it. I love, I love the beauty of it. I love the, don't love them saying too much, but in your bathing suit, your cooler, on your food. What about you, Dad? I hate the beach. <laughs> you hate Derek, I, I knew that was coming. Like, I think it's genetic. 
I mean, I remember you guys would come visit us in Wilmington, and we would all go to the beach. Now we jacked up. We're going to the beach, and out rolls his parent. I mean, his dad's got, of course, the khakis <laughs> and the blue shirt. Just he rolls him up for the beach, though, so you know he's on. Oh beach yeah, time. he's going into action mode. And I mean, like, and hey, you know, we have little sand toys. I mean, they were smart. They would bring the real shovel. Like, if you're going to really dig a hole, we're going to get a shovel out here. I don't know why we're digging holes, but we're going to do it with a real shovel. <laughs> we want to go anywhere that's better than the beach. We hey, are going down. To the, they're the looking region. for buried treasure. They're, 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 oh, they I, just, I, was, I was amazed. I was like, these guys are going to chill on the beach. Uh, like, it's pretty and then cool. go straight to church, and they're going to have the same clothes on. It's great. <laughs> so we had, I've lived at the beach a few times in my life. Hilton Head Island was one. I lived there for three or four years. And, um, that's an uppity was, beach. You know, I was it fourth, is nice. fifth grade or so. I never really went to the beach there either. They um, don't allow you to go to the beach there. Like they well, all have it like blocked perfect. off. It's not real good. <laughs> well, I never really there. went. I mean, I do. I I did go one time, and I got caught in a riptide, and my dad had to uh, <laughs> swim out there and get me in his khaki pants and his wife beater. He took off the blue button. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to get rid of the <laughs> the button up. He's like, ah, button up's got to go. You know, he went out there, and I mean, I don't know how bad a riptide it was, but anyway, he got his khakis wet and. It actually was one of those sand. tidal pools in between the ocean and the dunes, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't just coach you through it from the beach. You got it, Sean. He probably just keep paddling. He might have tried that first. You know, yeah. Swim sideways, you knucklehead. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to get in there. <laughs> Don't paddle it. Just go with the flow. You knucklehead. Uh, we never really got into the beach. When I lived in Virginia Beach, I lived, I don't know, five miles from it. And I don't know. I probably went once a year at max. Um, well, that's I'm, I'm more of a mountain person. Yeah, I like the mountains. I'm gonna stick with the. I like cold. I don't like summer. I that's what's good. Yeah. Summer. I prefer winter. All the things that I like to do are in the winter. Uh, places I like to go are in the winter. Um, the beach has never held a whole bunch of appeal to me. So I'm mountains all the way, baby. He's a mountain guy. Mm-hmm. He's a mountain man. Give me some flannel. Give me a fire. Some hot apple cider. I don't want cocoa. And I don't want Ugh, coffee. Man, cider. I want seriously, apple cider with the, with the cinnamon stick. I'm gonna do it for real. <laughs> you know, and that's just you know log cabin up in the hills. That's where it's at. Do you where do you get it from? The cider, homemade, or do you go to like Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, no, whatever? Well, I only ever eat. I only ever got it homemade. Um, and then also that place, Red Barn, and the uh, Gatlinburg. I think mm-hmm. it's what it's called. Uh, no, it's Apple called Barn. Apple Barn. Apple Barn, Apple right Barn. Barn. man. Derek, this where have you been? I mean, if you're going to name it, I'm not. I'm not a, There's a lot of red barns around the, the world, but. but I, it's I actually Pigeon Forge. Well, it's on the, on the border of Sevierville and Pigeon Forge. Journey, I know you've been everywhere. What you got? I haven't been everywhere. I've been <laughs> Johnny Cash over here. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you've lived at the uh, beach. You've you spent a lot. Of- um, so I was going to be like a swing boat. Like if nobody was was if everybody was hating on the mountains, I didn't really think that through with Derek. Um, I should have known he'd be a mountain man. Um, but see, it depends on what I'm looking for, and it's going to sound you know dumb, middle of the road thing. But honestly, like. I can't relax in the mountains very mm-hmm. well. Um, I think it's because that's what I'm like. So if I'm out in Colorado mountains, like I'm all oh, sweet. We're going to go snowboard and we're going to you know, burn a bunch of calories and eat a huge meal at night. Like that's, that's my thing. Like I just yeah. do that every year. But if you go to North Carolina mountains, I'm not doing that, but I can go to the North Carolina mountains to try to cool off in the summer. And you know, 
go to Gatlinburg, get me Fanny Farkle, go on a hike to a waterfall, swim at the waterfall. Uh, we did that um, last month, I think it was, um, in DuPont State Forest, just um, try to switch things up. Um, just trying to cool off a little bit. I grew up at the beach. Mm-hmm. I love the beach, okay? The beach, you know, and I used to surf a bunch whenever now. My closest beach is the South Carolina Beach. The surfing's kind of out. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially all the palms, but I have found I can relax better at the beach. Mm-hmm. And I don't know There's if that's the do. lack of things to do or what it is, you know, yeah. like, you're always like, forced to, to. Like, you know what? Well, to I do. mean like, but even, even then, like, I guess it's like the, the nature of the sun beating down on me. Like if we go down to the Bahamas and I'm just, I'm just chilling. Like there's a ton of like water park or whatever in Atlanta. It's not going to stop. We'll do that. Um, <laughs> and I can still just chill out like this sit in the cabana or sit on a little chair or whatever uh-huh. and just be chill. Like it's something I can, in the mountains. I can't, like I go stir crazy. Like let's go to over, over night. Oh, we're going to the dinner show. Um, we're going to Dollywood. Like, I mean, which all these things I love. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of nostalgia for me there. Um, and that's probably why I love it because really it's just the Myrtle beach in the mountains. So yes. I shouldn't love it. Like, like, I, like I do, <laughs> like you go there and you're like, why do I like this place so much? I mean, there's dirty people. There's a lot of people. Everything costs a lot. Um, but there's the apple barn and you get a really good bang for your buck on the food there. Um, that was the first trip me and Meredith went on besides our honeymoon solo, um, was, was up to to Pigeon Forge and, um, and, and like tight budget. Like I couldn't go to Dollywood, couldn't do this, couldn't do that, but the hotel and everything for a long weekend meals included, I spent $363. Um, like, and that we went to a show called Cert. We went to the um, the the Titanic Museum, but I just did a gift store, like in the front, because I mean you don't really have to walk through there, and it doesn't cost any money. Because I mean it was like fifty bucks a person. I ended up doing that. <laughs> so Ooh. I mean I can be frugal, but I, in the mountains I'm going and doing. I'm either hiking, I'm snowboarding, I'm we go ice skating at Over Gatlinburg. Like you know, it just there's always something I want to do. The beach, I can. I, I mean, you could find stuff to do. Go play golf, do whatever. Yeah. But I, I like to relax more at the beach. So I live somewhere now. I'm two hours from either one. Yeah. So I can I can be right on the fence because I live right on the fence. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. So I, I agree with you, Josh. I will almost say I'm mountains. I'm mountains in winter. Okay. Um, but I but I'm but the the mountains I kind of grew up enjoying was was snowboarding. And I think I could, I gravitated. So Patrick and Grant, my dad surfed. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really learn to surf. I fished a little bit. And I kind of got out of fishing. So once I got out of fishing, the beach was just sit on the sand and then me and, and it was relaxing. And then, you know, go swim in the ocean and come back. That was kind of my extent. And I would kind of get kind of bored. Now I've, now I've come to enjoy that and, and catch up and just read and just hang out. Um, so, so my, my, my time of enjoyment, I guess, was being in the mountains and you know the beauty of the mountains. Now, now on the Go question, ahead. are we just talking the beach? Or are we talking like ocean in general? Because ocean in general like puts me over the top towards the beach. Because uh, like you can fish, you got big game fish. Yeah, inshore, yeah, offshore. Well, there was no. Yeah, I guess there was no parameters. You got cruises. Okay, yeah, we can't count that one. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe just like if you were to go, <laughs> if you were going to pitch your tent or not your tent, but your little umbrella in Wilmington. All those things that um, encompass it, I guess. So we can't take offshore fishing, but we can take but like, but, but you can sand. get seafood. You can go to the Oceanic. Yes. 
and yes, seafood. Seafood counts. Okay. All it just okay. or like Derek said, like I'm a big hot chocolate. I love a good fire. I mean, mm-hmm. all things winter. Because um, I did say a little bit, we can either say winter or summer. Um, okay. I enjoy going duck hunting a lot. And, well, I don't go as much as I could, but oh. I enjoy the cold weather. Um, I'm just very cold natured. And then just the attraction to being the snowboarding kind of being able to do that a little bit better um, kind of moved me, yeah. moved me in the mountains. And now, and I'm the same one, I think me and Anna did, we did a Gatlinburg trip and it, you know, I mean, we went a little bit, but it, it is, I've come to appreciate just going to the mountains, I guess, versus kind of doing, I guess, if that makes sense. But I'm, right now I think I'm mountains. But now, I will say this, my dad just recently got a boat, so that might be changing yeah, a little bit too. Yeah. Game changer. So I'm Very like, nice. so I'm Changes. like, okay, I can go there a lot. But family's kind of, we kind of got to play the the cards correctly here. The, the beach, though, there's 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 a lot of different um, levels. You know, yeah, like if you're not true. if you're not staying on the beach and you're going to public access and you can't find parking and you got sand all in your car and all that kind of stuff for just a day of getting blown with sand and a bunch of people around, that sounds terrible to be honest. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, so there's different levels with that. I, I think there's maybe there's less levels in the mountain unless you're just talking like, you know, snowboarding or something. There's levels and areas you can go and cost yeah. more, cost less. But mountains in general, like going up to Boone or Asheville or something like that, or Gatlinburg, um, there's not like an entry level. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's all kind of what you want to make of it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I guess we're all in between. Yeah. Well, it's what it is. All right, boys. No, Derek hates the beach. We learned Derek, that. We, we do know Derek does not like the beach. And He's lived all over the place. They tried to like <laughs> have church meetings on the beach, but his whole family hates it. Okay. It is a fusky. If we're preaching the gospel on <laughs> the beach, I'm okay. Beach. <laughs> Did you really try well, to have the church meetings on the beach? I mean, the fusky was like the island. The fusky was probably like 200 yards from the beach, but. Um, yeah, it awesome. wasn't officially on the beach like like no. like you see the weddings, but I mean, they were like you went there. They might want to maybe get one. I don't know. I've, I've been to weddings on the beach, <laughs> not all they're fracked up to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a major risk. You got a lot of faith no. at wedding on the beach. Yeah, not a, not a big fan of the beach. It's okay, Derek. We still <laughs> love you, buddy. Yeah. I'm in man. When you well, when you're fat and really white, you yeah. Know, when you when you when you're when you're wearing your t-shirt to the pool, beach it in your place. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's not really the place you want to be. Man, the best, the best beach story, really quick, for Derek. The best beach story for Derek is when we, uh, he came, and we, we'll move on to uh, <laughs> chastising the children. But we, I think it's been probably 15 years. I don't know how long. For as long as I know, yeah, we go to the, we go to Atlantic Beach on our summer for family <laughs> beach for a week, and we stay at Windward Dunes. Um, and I'm pretty sure K-Fed also known as Kevin, is not uh, probably listening right now. And <laughs> for all the listeners out there, K-Fed is very particular. He has no children. He can't stand children. Anything that causes just a friction in the schedule, he, he goes haywire. And he's the manager of Windward Dudes. Well, Derek pulls up. Derek, what, he had the old clunker car that he was trying to fix up. Not clunker. Be more specific. Classic. 1965 Chevrolet Chevelle. There it is. 1965 Chevrolet. So it, it, it barely was running. And <laughs> no, no. Take it back. Hold on. Okay, take well, it me, back. You okay. don't know. Okay. It, it literally died in the parking lot. Yes. It, but here, died. Here's uh, the best part. Died. This guy pulls up. We're like, yeah, Derek, man, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm like, let's go and pack your bags. And he parks in K-Fed's parking spot in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the in the 65, like – 
And, and oh man, and then yes, it does. It dies in the parking lot. Um, I mean, it's just one thing after the other. I had to get it jumped. Somebody hooked hooked up the jumper cables, and my <laughs> oh, fan my belt goodness. got caught in the jumper cables because they left too much slack, <laughs> and it threw the jumper cables up in the air. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, those were the times. Came that old war I don't think I had any mufflers. Who's, who's I mean, car is that? Really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Get yeah, I don't know, buddy. That's some stranger. Some <laughs> We're gonna just push it, push it down the hill, and, and jump start oh. on the way out. Oh man! That anyway, good. there's a couple of those with Cape Ed. But anyway, we'll we'll roll on to um to our first topic, um, chastising the children. Um, actually, chillins. the chitlins. This was uh, brought in by one of our Ooh. listeners in Raleigh Scott um, to the form of kind of just how we. Correct our children. Obviously, how we punish our children. Um, your your methods. How does how does I guess is God designed us to nurture our children and what the Scripture says about that. So um, I guess really it's just a couple questions. I'll, I'll you know I'll start. Um, Josh, I can start with you. You know how how do you gauge your your correction with your kids? I know we another topic another part of it that he meant. Do you agree with all kids needing corporal punishment, or is it more kind of a, a nurture with some kids? I know we he brought that up on one of his part of his email questions that he brought in. Okay, so thought a lot about this, and and we're right in the thick of it. I got a yeah three year old about to turn four, about to turn fifteen. Okay, uh huh. That was you know not really. She's about to turn four, but she <laughs> is you know like wants to do everything you know out there kind of thing. Got a one-year-old about to turn two that's just a bowling ball, okay? So <laughs> parenting style has to be different from the two of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Caroline, my daughter, almost four, most tender-hearted thing ever, okay? Um, you know, she can act up, but the the thought of disappointing mm-hmm. near Meredith is, is more impactful to, to her than me popping her leg, okay? Mm-hmm. The William's a little bit different. Like, he, he can just look at you, and you tell him not to do something, and if he really wants to do it, he's going to still do it. But a pop on the leg will stop that. The one thing that I'm very passionate about, you know, some people are anti-ever, you know, showing any kind of, I guess, corporal punishment or whatever you, what do you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's um, already brought up. I don't, I mean, you Okay, yeah, so that it, a lot of people are anti that. One thing I want to make sure of, and, and, I, and I'm passionate about, I see people, and, I, and I'm not saying this never happened, but I'm trying to make sure it never happens. Mm-hmm. I see people whose parenting changes with their emotions. Okay? Yes. They're tired. They're That's irritable. Good point. They yell at their kid. The yes. kid could do the same thing in the morning after breakfast where the person's in a good mood and they've had their food and they're not hangry and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the kid... You know, oh, don't do that. You know, that kind of thing. But you do it late at night, and we're trying to hurry, and we're trying to get back here, and we're trying to get to the hotel, and we're trying to do this, or whatever you're trying to do, you know? And then you just go crazy on the kid. They're getting crazy mixed signals, and it's not fair to the kid, okay? The kid needs to know where its boundaries are, and those need to be reinforced, but also need to be a constant in their life. Um, so I try really hard, because my, my, all of us, our emotions fluctuate mm-hmm. due to circumstance, but our our parenting and what we allow and what we don't allow 
I try to make sure that it doesn't fluctuate. Okay. So um, it's hard because, I mean, you've got to be very self-aware that I am in a bad mood and I can't just snap at her, you know, because she's doing something really a little bit annoying. And normally I'll let her sing at the top of her lungs when I'm in a better mood, you know, mm-hmm. like it, that isn't fair to her mm-hmm. because she doesn't know what to expect from her parents who she's, she's getting her cues from. So my, my, am I okay with, with spanking? Yes. I grew up being spanked. Okay. Yeah. That was how my parents let me know I couldn't get out of line. It wasn't just reasoning with me. I mean, there's all you have kids. There's there's times where they just do not reason. Okay, mm-hmm. that sitting down and being their best friend, I don't think is what we're we're called to do as parents. Yeah. Uh, I do think being your 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 kid's friend is good, but that's not that's not exactly a parenting style. Okay, but mm-hmm. I see some parents try to use friendship as a parenting style. And they need to have better boundaries than that. Yeah. Um, than just, yeah, we're buddy, buddy. And, you know, it makes me feel really good about myself because my kids really like me, but they have no parameters. Yeah, um, yeah just to be, I, 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 use I, privilege. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I do think there needs to be, now, granted, I do also always want to make sure I try to explain myself because in, in, um, growing up, I grew up in a pretty, pretty, I consider a pretty strict household. Um, with that, um, for listeners that don't know, I grew up without a TV in the house. Uh, we didn't go to movies. Uh, we didn't, you know, there's a, there's a list of things that we didn't do. But it wasn't, it, unlike other people that came or maybe grew up with the same parameters, I feel blessed in the fact that my parents would sit me down and tell me why because they really understood why. It wasn't like, oh, they, we just don't do that or the church doesn't do it or somebody doesn't do it, you know? It was more like, hey, we don't really encourage you to play all these school sports because if you do, they're going to have games every Friday night. And -hmm. that's when we have church. And that's when we have these revivals that we call feast meetings. And while you could do these things, we would rather encourage you to go to these feast meetings and have that be where your peer group is. Mm -hmm. And then with that understanding, it wasn't that I could not try out for the soccer team. Whenever the soccer coach came to me and asked me to, it was more like, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, like, I don't, I mean, I, not that I could play good soccer. I get tired of running pretty quick. Um, but that's a lot of running. <laughs> that's but pretty cool, though. Instead, it was like I have a, a conscious decision to make. My parents are weighing in, mm-hmm. and they could have drawn the hard line. You can't do it. Might have made me want to do it more. But instead, they, they, they let me know the benefits of a decision that they wanted me to make. And. I followed through with that decision and I'm blessed for it because if I hadn't done that, maybe I wouldn't have met my wife who I met through the church and through these revivals. And, and maybe, you know, God's plan for my life would have been drastically altered if I had just, you know, Hey, I want to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for my parents' parenting style. And I try to, to mirror that, um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, not that I turned out great, but I, I just saw some wisdom there and I want to mm-hmm. impart that to my kids. Does that make sense? So I'm okay with no, it. Like I mean, it. William, I, William, he, he if I if I yelled at him, I mean, it might make, might finally get him to cry, but a quick little pop, like, hey, no, you, I told yeah. you to sit down in your stroller four times, and you didn't, <laughs> and it, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna bust open your lip, pop you on the leg. You realize I meant business, and we're done with it. Okay, yeah. now you're sitting down, and everything's good, and you didn't get hurt. Rather than me trying to explain to him that he might bust his lip open. So I'm okay with it. I, I think some parents abuse that 
And I never, ever, ever want to get anywhere close to where my emotions are dictating because that is what leads to abuse. Yeah. Um, and that is terrible. And I, I think they're, they're far apart, but some people blur the lines when they let their emotions parent uh, their kids. Yeah. I'm pretty passionate about it. Can you tell? No, no, it's, it's awesome. And you brought up an awesome point. Patrick, I'll go to you next real quick, but one verse, Josh, cause, cause I've been reading this verse and thinking about this in, in my, so I have a, um, Essie, she's a little over two now. She was two in April. Ezra, so mine are still kind of young. Ezra's a little over three months. Essie's, she's getting her spanking. She's, she's being disobedient, um, at times. Like she understands right and wrong. Um, we're trying to set up, you know, a, a timeout parameters and things like that. But I thought about this verse in Ephesians um, chapter 6, verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them yep. up in the, new, the nurture, excuse me, and the admonition of the Lord. And it's it's so true that you're talking about just the the constant, your, your emotions are going to drive, you know, here and there. Just maybe you come home and you just had a rough day at work and you open the door. Yeah. I mean, and that's just got to be left at the door. And, you know, dad mode comes in or, um, you know, whatnot. And your kids are part and if they, you know, but but nothing, nonetheless, but not to, there's a total difference there. He's not wanting us through, through chastising or through correction to provoke them to wrath and anger. Because that's not, right. that's not building up a godly home, nor is it building up a godly relationship, but to bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. And, and I, I think that's not, to me, I don't think he's talking and Patrick, I'm, I'm almost like taking your time here, <laughs> but I was, I just was, I was just as one verse really quick. It's just like that. Um, it's not a, a nurture where, okay, you know, you're okay. You're okay. You're, and I understand like some kids get a little nervous, but just to kind of basically just love them all the way till they finally, you know, never, never get there. But, um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Patrick. Sorry. Well, top, you know, before I wade into the answer <laughs> to the question, which I think is a very good question, um, and certainly needs to be prayerfully considered. I mean, the first thing I'd like to say is that you can take any scripture that you want, and the carnal man can, and 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 pervert it, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and use it for your own gain. Um, and I believe that people do that. In fact, I know they do. I've seen it happen with regard to sinful men, with regard to the role of the father in the household. They pervert that God-given yeah. authority to become dictators, which they are not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, then they, and then in turn, often, it follows they pervert the discipline of children to use that to, again, yeah. dictators, totalitarian, and they just deliver out beatings is really what they are. Um, and yeah, so we have seen and one thing um, going to kids camp and volunteering. Y'all will hear me mention that. Laura and I are very passionate about that. We feel called to that ministry. And one thing that I noticed through going year after year and where's that happen? interacting? Uh, the well, the camp that the Royal Family Kids Camp that we attend is in um, is put on by the Lovejoy Church. And I can't remember off the top of my head the little mountain town that the actual camp is. Um, gotcha. So, but uh, anyway, it was camp for foster kids. And one thing that I've noticed is that I can tell the child's home life just within a few hours 
of being around them because what happens is the child reacts, especially to a situation of adversity or stress, the way that their parents react. And a lot of the children are violent. And they're violent because they're used to seeing their parents respond violently. Some of them is language. Yeah. That's how they communicate. That's how they express their emotions. And yes, the word of God says, I mean, Proverbs is filled with scripture that gives Mm -hmm. license to fathers to to chastise their children, to use corporal punishment. So is the New Testament, Hebrews 12. I mean, but in saying that, it also says, you know, he that keepeth himself or ruleth, you know, it talks about ruling your spirit. And a man that can rule his own spirit is, you know, is better than he that can rule a city. So there's also scripture that talks about how, kind of like what you were alluding to, Josh, we need to be careful about Matt, your scripture, you know, that you quoted, provoke not your children to wrath. By showing wrath, you provoke wrath. Mm -hmm. But by showing love, you provoke love. And I believe a kid knows the difference. When you're coming, you know, and again, you need to be, you know, you need to be sanctified and be filled with the love of God. But when you're coming as a father, Mm -hmm. when I'm coming, you know, coming down on Becca, as I like to call it, you know, and I'm and I'm being the heavy and I'm delivering out some spankings. (laughs) You know, almost every time without fail, after after I pop her, there's a snuggle time where she comes back to me. I show her love and I just talk to her about what she did wrong. And this is important, how she can do right. And so there has to be that. And and it's and it mirrors your spiritual life. I Mm -hmm. mean, I've been chastising my spiritual life. And God took the rod to me. But after you take the beating, you feel that wave of love that comes over you. And you realize that he's doing it. You know, that's the scripture I, I had in my mind coming into this uh, this program. It says, um, talks about, you know, fathers. thought I could quote it. If you endure chastening, but if you be without chastisement, whereof are all partakers, then you... Are bastards and Your not bastards sons. Bastards not sons. Yeah. Furthermore, we had fathers correct us, and we gave them reverence. How much more being subjection, father of spirits, and live. And then he says, barely a few days, chastening us after their own pleasure. So, in other words, chastising the children so that you know we can have an easier life, more or less. Um, which it is true, you do that. But he talking about God for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. And then it talks about chastising, yielding, or chastising using the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So, you know, to answer the question, you know, how do you give corrections? It comes through a number of different ways. It mm-hmm. depends on the situation. Personally, right. you know, I try to limit my parenting advice to the Word of God because if I've learned anything about parenting, it's that <laughs> you, you, you think you know, and then you wake up the next day. And you realize you're a rookie. Um, So, but, um, but I do feel like that when it's really serious offenses, like for example, the, I remember the first time Becca slapped me in the face Hmm. deliberately, man, that, that was a serious offense. She hit daddy. And, and so that got a serious reaction because I don't want to have to keep addressing that. You know, so let's boom, let's nip that in the bud, you know, but if it's, if it's a minor offense, um, 
you know, and I don't really know, maybe minor is pick up your toys and she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, well, we'll give that a minute. See if she'll behave. Ask her again, pick up your toys. You know, maybe she picks up one toy, but her heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. Well, so by the third right? time. Okay. I'm, I'm stay, I'm up, I'm off my chair. I'm coming to her and it's like, all right, I'm going to say it one more time. And then, so it kind of, it, like I said, it's situational correction is situational. Um, I completely believe that the Bible gives liberty to give corporal punishment. Um, I admire any parent that can raise a child without it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't see how you do mm-hmm. it. So, but um, I believe it's biblical. I believe it's scriptural. But I also believe that it needs to be done by fathers who are in turn in the scripture. Yeah. Um, right. So that's kind of my my answer to, to uh, the question of chastising the children. Awesome, Derek. As far as all kids, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't need, I don't know how Ezra is right now. I mean, Essie, obviously, she maybe, maybe we'll have a kid one day who's uh, Becca needs it. I tell you that much. <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe I will we'll say, get, like, uh, and we'll have a Patrick. You will not have a child easier than Becca <laughs> <laughs> because she's got you Lord. all fooled. No, I'm kidding. She's no, no. The Lord blesses you with the easiest child first, and so that way you think <laughs> so you really have, have a handle on everything. You know, I've got this down. Are you, uh, Everybody else trying to explain what Piper's parenting. your favorite? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, it just, it just, it, it, it. The Lord set that up so that we would we would have more than one kid, you know. If, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, man. If Piper, if Penny was my first child, then we would have no more children, you know. <laughs> this guy speaks <laughs> honest. <laughs> man, no, hey, he didn't he didn't like children at all last weekend. So no, no. He, he, the kids don't tune in, do they? I mean, I'm hoping the kids. No, they don't. The kids are in hey. bed, or they better be. They better be. They're not hitting up the archive after the no. Not clicking on the archive. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I will say that that Patrick was right with a lot of what he said, everything he said. But the it, I have learned that as I accumulate more children, that my parenting, um, I won't say my parenting style, but I don't know. Maybe it is my style. You have to deal with each child a little bit differently, just because they're they're almost. Not to say that I'm not as strict on one as I am on the other, um, you know, You're but not. some children, um, like Josh was saying, you know, Caroline is a lot, you know, you can kind of just look at her sideways and she'll get the point. Whereas William is, um, you know, you might have to be a little more forceful with him. And so I've found that that to be very true with, with Piper, my oldest, she's, I think, eight. And, uh, you know, she was, of course, the easiest child on the planet and you know, never did anything wrong. She's very much like her mom, you know, very sweet and tenderhearted and everything. And then, you know, we're like, man, this is easy. You know, everybody complained about having children, you know, what is the big deal, you know? And uh, we took her everywhere, did everything with her. She went to bed and like, she would sleep through the night, like almost immediately. And, you know, and, and it was easy. And then we're like, well, let's have another one, you know? <laughs> so we had another one. Yeah, and another like, one. It's pretty easy. And then we had another one and it was like, same thing. And Wait, like, hey, what is going on, buddy? No, no, no. <laughs> Well, Penny was a piece of cake too, you know, and and then she was, you know, after her first birthday, she just flipped yeah. the switch. But you know, she is <laughs> one that does not really respond well to uh, to verbal um, correction. Um, but you know, the corporal punishment is one thing. But a lot of times, I feel that um, it's 
it's more or less for me, it's like I use a lot of like this tapping and, you know, pop them in the back of the head or something to get their attention. Um, you know, that's, that's, and I don't want, I don't need this to say the sound wrong, but a lot of times, like, like I think probably most of us had a dog before we had children Yeah. and training a dog is very much, uh, linear with, with raising kids in a way, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the mentality behind it is, you know, you don't, you don't let them do something, say it's okay. And then like next time say it's wrong, you know, you don't, mm-hmm. you kind of nip it in the bud when it happens or they don't know what they've done wrong. Um, you know, as being young children and not really being able to understand what you're saying, but, um, you know, it's, I believe in corporal punishment and uh, whoopings and I got plenty of them, but what's funny for me is that I am, I am, I was raised by very lenient parents. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I, it was strict. I had a strict household. It's like Josh was saying, Josh is my cousin and his mom and my mom were, were sisters. Um, but we, I was raised without a TV and, um, you know, we didn't, I didn't go to prom, didn't go to movies, didn't do these things that my parents, you know, they never said that I could not do it. Um, and it was like, my dad was very, very, um, well, I guess you have to know my dad. He was just very chill, mm-hmm. you know? And so a lot of times he was like, well, okay, that's fine. You want to do that, you know? Well, why do you want to do it? And then, you know, well, because of this. And he's like, okay, well, why do you want to do that? And, you know, he would kind of psychoanalyze you a he little bit. He'd walk you back like, to where, you're, where you look Yeah, down. it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't, I just wanted to be cool, Dad, you know? <laughs> and you're like, well, that's yeah. stupid. That's um, a dumb reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, my parents never flew off the handle, you know, never yelled, never cussed, never did any, you know, bolsterous, you know, anything like that. My, my mom very rarely spanked me. She was, you know, she was, I was her favorite. And, you know, she was like <laughs> always wanting to, even now, like, even <laughs> like, like with my children, I can't spank my children in front of her. You know, it was that way with her, but my dad was the <laughs> one that came home, didn't really know what was going on. And he's the one that had to distribute all the women. Exactly. Yeah. But, I Amen. got more whoopings than all three of my siblings combined, and they were thinking that I was going to be a terrible child. You know, they had to whip me every day, and and it's funny because I deal in a way a little bit with my children the same way my dad did. Um, but I am a lot more. It's funny because I'm more strict, even though I was raised not strict. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It's definitely you. Definitely have to. Uh, you got. I, I know we don't always pray before we spank our kids, you know, but it was like it would be very helpful to take a few seconds, and that's something that I, uh, you know, I try to implement is like I don't want to be a quick. I don't want to be like super off quick. the handle, yeah. yeah, or off the cuff, you know, to, yeah. to do stuff. I understand that, you know, like when Penny acts up and she is just a complete brute, you know, sometimes she's going to need you know, a, a quick spanking, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. she's, you know, why is she doing it? You know? And, and I say all that to say that I, I don't always know what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know, we don't, none have a, have a, a real good playbook on how to raise children aside from going to the Bible. And like, like Patrick said, when you, when you can get into that and, and have the, and have the spirit of the Lord with you, the, and, and view your children as his gift to you. And it is, you are there, you, you are there to raise them, you know, for him. And it's, it's, I did not earn them. I did not, 
do anything to deserve them. And he's given me three healthy children and I appreciate that every day. Um, but how do I, I don't want to ruin them, you know? So what do I do? What do I, do I care about raising these children right to be, you know, good upstanding citizens and hopefully good sanctified people one day? Or do I just want to make my life easier and do whatever, whatever makes yeah. it easiest for me? You know, I don't ever want to, uh, to do that either, but um, Derek, to that, to that same thought, we we go to the Bible, Proverbs twenty three, yeah, um, ten. Remove not the old, well nine. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. I just like that one. Um, didn't quite go along with it, but then it says, Remove not the old landmark, and enter not in the field of the fatherless, for their redeemer is mighty; he shall plead their cause with thee. Apply thine heart and instruction, and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Thirteen. So this is twenty three and thirteen. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. He shall not die. Thou <laughs> shalt beat him with the rod, and shalt deliver his soul from hell. So I mean, like you yep. know, that's kind of extreme, and I don't necessarily. Hey, you don't always apply all the Old Testament what they needed to do to now <laughs> under the new law. Um, however, I do believe there is some truth in there to the fact that what you're doing. Um, not, not the whole beat with the rock, <laughs> but, yeah. but what you're doing is trying to shape a child to deliver them from hell. Um, your goal right. is that they, they have love in their heart, mm-hmm. love for their savior, love for others, um, and love for themselves. Um, so the love in their heart that you're trying to instill, um, with parameters, um, will hopefully, uh, shout deliver their soul from hell as Proverbs 23 and 13, 14. If you want to go look it up. Yeah. yeah. Just one, one quick thing, th- Matt, let me just go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, go I ahead. Well, I just have a quick comment. One thing I noticed too, talking about, you know, correcting and raising and, and parenting according to the Bible is that I realized very early on society does not want for Becca what I want for Becca. That's right. So, as sanctified parents, we are always going to be at odds. Maybe not always, but most of the time we're going to be at odds with the world on the direction and the way we are raising our children. Um, yeah. And so it, that, that was something that, that I had, I was convinced of even before Lauren and I, even before Lauren got pregnant. Um, and it comes down to the simple fact that, if the word of God is true and right and holy in the God book of our lives, you know, why then can it not help us raise our kids? Yeah. Why should we throw it out when right. we finally have kids and then turn to, to social and worldly influences to help us do the most important job we'll do while we walk this earth. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No, it's, and it's a, to Derek's point, it's a, it's God's gift to us. Um, but it's our responsibility and the same thing I was talking about with Josh, he brought the point about the the friends. You, you've got to you've got to set a groundwork of authority, um, not to the point of yeah. where you're just beating the child just to to take your anger out and something. No, I mean you don't and want you to know be that. scared of you. But but I also um, think too is like the big thing I, I me and Anna talk about is obviously making sure we're we're both on the same page. But also, I think too, Derek, you talking about a dog. You got to catch a dog in the act. If you don't catch the if you if the dog goes to the bathroom in the house. <laughs> And then you walk downstairs and he's gone and you just start beating the dog. He's not going to understand what he's done wrong. So, and I, and I say caught in the act, but 
the, the time of discipline, the time for a child to understand, A, your correction, because I, I mean, I'm, I believe in, I mean, my parents, my dad, I mean, my mom, I don't think, ever spanked us. I don't know if you guys spoke spanked with my mom. But they were very easygoing, too. But there was there was authority in the household, regardless of the, the easygoingness. And, and the, but there was authority in the household. There was, you know, we're going to go to church in the household. There, there was lines that were drawn in the sand that were non-negotiable. Um, and I think that's the same thing that I feel like I picked up a little bit on from my parents. The same thing with... With Anna's parents, um, very very stern in their ways, but you know, nurturing in the same in the same way. So I think too, just to be able to you know capture that moment, okay, where there's disobedience, um, where they're not listening, but to use that as as your dad would always say, Derek, an educational moment. Um, educational but to to moment. nurture and to um, direct that child in the right way. So. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess too, guys. I, I don't have all the answers, but I, I do know the Word of God can speak to us, and, and and the Spirit of God is necessary to direct at least me. And it sounds like y'all too, and I know that on how to navigate this life because I do think the zero to ten years old is is very informative, and and you you lose a, uh, almost all your sphere of influence when they get to the teenage. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're running out. Of t- oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. I was gonna say, run out of time. I want to get to the next topic because I want Josh to have ample time to do the dad jokes. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, the, the, the two minute. If you cut it the one minute tonight, I mean, we didn't have that many submissions anyway. So I mean, I mean, you know, who needs to laugh? Yeah. Well, thirty seconds. Let's go really quick, guys. Let's we'll uh, we'll switch the gears up. We're staying in the household. Next topic, like we said tonight, was who's cooking the chicken. So it's really just. A broad statement. I mean, that's saying that's that's direct, but it's a little more broader. Who's who does the dishes? Who does the food? What's what's the dynamics look like in that? Um, Derek, what you got? Hmm. Well, before I got married, it was a lot different. Um, I didn't do anything in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But after I got married, or the laundry room. We're talking. We're talking about marriage. Marriage well, that's here. What I'm Not, and when I got married, I don't think I, none of us uh, did anything before. Go ahead. <laughs> it be, it became you know a team effort, and it's not. My wife has worked in our whole marriage, and I have too. And it's not like uh, I guess it's not the what would it ever be the the cliche of the woman being in the kitchen mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, the dynamics have changed a little. Was, yeah, very much so, and it's not that way. And um, you know, we, I, I, I do. A, I wouldn't say a lot of dishes, but. I try to do the dishes. I'm a terrible cook. I don't know how to cook anything aside from like maybe stuff on a grill, you know, mm-hmm. or, or the griddle. You know, I cook steak and stuff like that. But as far as baking or making lasagna or stuff like that, I don't. I don't have a clue. So she's definitely a good cook, um, very, very good cook. And so she'll do the cooking, and, and I try to help with the cleanup. Um, it's never. I, I, I'm. I'm pretty conscious about. At least I think I am. She might tell you different, but um, I try to be conscious of. I never want to be doing nothing while she's doing something. Um, You know, I don't. I don't like like, and that's and that's maybe good advice for everybody. I don't want to be the guy sitting on the on the couch watching football or something while she's in the kitchen cleaning up dishes. You know, and and that. That might be what everybody wants, you know. But there, I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I That's don't their that place in the household. Yeah, and I don't want to be. I don't. I definitely don't want to teach my children that, you know. That's, you know, and 
the the cliche of you know give me some more to drink go in there make me a sandwich you know yeah. and all that's funny and 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 we jerk around with that and everything but um it's not something that i i want to practice and so i typically do some dishes i vacuum i'm a big vacuumer i don't like uh like mess like mess on the tables mess on the countertops and stuff like that so um i'm pretty good about the dishes because it just keeps me in one spot and i just do my thing and i don't have to know where everything goes and um what goes in tupperware i hate putting stuff in tupperwares um you know putting food up in the fridge for leftovers mm, that kind of thing. So, do you like leftovers do. at all uh, i'm not a huge fan of them just depends on what it is but um but no she pretty much handles the food i'll, I'll try to help with the cleanup and i'll do the vacuuming and uh you know, kind of straighten up and around around the house, and um, we kind of we don't really either one do a whole bunch of laundry as far as one side or the other. We kind of half and half on that. So I'll ask y'all. I'll go to Josh. I'll ask y'all follow up to all that. Why do y'all think? I guess the dynamics have changed a little bit. I feel like they have. There's been there's been mutual um, help in the, in the kitchen more than I feel like as we were younger. It was there was a lot of separation. I don't know. Maybe just. Um, yeah, it's, it was, I, if, if, if you're going to me, I, I know exactly why our dynamic changed. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm going to my, you, Josh. My, my mom, my mom, Derek's mom. You know, I think, I think you guys' mom. Um, that they were, they were keepers of the house. That was yeah. their sole job. Well, as there has been a, a cultural switch, mm-hmm. um, and a push, and I'm not against this push, but there's been a push um, for more equality for females. Um, mm-hmm. And career, and you know, and, and and of the likes, you know. I mean, um, Derek, you've mentioned before your wife went to college, you didn't, kind of thing, you know. Um, so there is there's career minded, and that's a good thing. I'm not I'm not here hating on it. My wife um, is a nurse. For those of you who don't know, she's a nurse practitioner. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't expect her to go <laughs> out there make the same thing as me because with that and cultural. You know, no longer is it really expected for the guy necessarily to be able to right off the bat make it, make enough money to just support this big old household with, you know, four kids and a wife that stays home and all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. with that, um, salaries change, too, because now it's expected that both members of your, uh, you know, the household to be either in college or, or some kind of career, even if they eventually, you know, stop it and go to just uh, go go to to being um at a home still there is a societal switch to where it's more it's not the commonplace thing you know it wasn't mm-hmm. that weird that my mom and there's mommy you know that they were home and they had the dinner and they had this they had that and dad provided the money and since he was dead tired from providing you know mm-hmm. all day and he came home you know there would be supper and dad would not be included in that supper making because it happened while he was out there trying to make money. Yeah. <laughs> um, now if me and Meredith are both getting home at six o'clock and we just look at each other, you know, just expecting, time. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 hey, hibachi, get Hello on the grill. Fresh, which hello fresh is a lot of chopping. So we got to go different than that. Um, there's a lot of meal plan. And thankfully, thankfully I am with someone that meal preps like crazy, like with regards to, she knows all these, um, crock pots and da, da, da. she'll set it up before work and it'll be cooking throughout the day and then boom we got crock pot and we kind of double team it um, when we get home you know so yeah. um, that that's, that's the pretty awesome part um, but that's that's the reason why that's the reason why um, that is different now you know yeah. uh, no. I, I think um, and so 
to that vein. Who does yeah. the cooking? Yeah, we both it? do. Um, you know, it's kind of we kind of fill in. Sometimes the kids want her more than me. Sometimes they want me more than her, kind of thing. Yeah. So we kind of fill in for each other, um, and it works out. But who, you know, it's it's no longer just let me go home for my job and, and woman make me dinner. I mean, that, that would be, yeah. you know, grounds for divorce these days. Only so, on my birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> birthday. So, on the cooking thing, um, I'm a little bit more adventurous with cooking. She says I'm the better cook, but I mean, she gets, she finds some awesome recipes. Yeah. So it works out pretty good um, on the 50-50 split with that. But I'm with you. Don't just sit in the den while she's in there cleaning the dishes, even if you had a bad day. Like You get, I, you get an eyeball full sometimes. You get a eyeball. Mm, yeah. What do you yeah. like to make, Josh? Like if you were like, hey, I'm going to make something tonight. Just just one quick one. Because I know you got the uh, flat top one, grill I'm too. A big, I'm a big steak guy. Yeah. And But I'm not always about going out on the deck and doing the whole thing. Yeah. So I've gotten into um, doing the reverse sear. And I've gotten in, since we've been home so much, I've been ordering steaks from different places. Uh-huh. Um, Allen Brothers, great, out of Chicago. Um, then, you know, you, I've got um, E3. Also great, man. That's um, <laughs> oh man, there's some good. They got some good steaks. So I've been trying yeah. out different steaks. I would do the reverse sear, get them to 120 or so, then put them in my cast iron with some butter. Do a little butter tumble um, as I sear them, um, and then it's just delicious. Um, I'll reduce down maybe a, um, a demi glaze or something for a steak, steak sauce, yeah. um, and, and just kind of have fun with it. You know, just experimenting. I, I like a, doing that. The E3s looks is a, is a high dollar experiment, and well, the, I don't experiment that much with meat. Like I gotcha. haven't gotten to the smoking stuff because I'm scared I'm gonna mess stuff up. Mm-hmm. When I'm saying E3 or Alabama, like, yeah. Well, they're they're really expensive cuts of meat, and yeah, so I'm I'm just getting a fillet and I'm yeah. putting it in the oven at like 220 or something like that, and getting it up to what I want it to be, and then reverse searing it, or just going straight, you know, straight to the grill. I know how to do that. It sounds but, good though. Oh man, yeah, I, that that's my favorite go-to. Yeah, or. Or pizza, deep dish, Chicago, oh. Luminati's, or Gino's East, or um, there's, there's one other, Giordano's, I think, or Giordano. Anyway, I've tried out all three. They all, we can get into that later, of best pizza. I think that's a good segment, um, best it frozen like, pizza. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty passionate. Gotcha. Patrick, <laughs> I know you uh, You got something for us. So, Lauren, Lauren does the cooking. Um, <laughs> she's good at it. I'm not why rock and boat. Um, but as far as the, the cleaning and the household chores and stuff, um, when we first got married, um, this so the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church. So that is scripture. And we recognize the God-ordained hierarchy in the household. But with that said, the scripture also says, Jesus says, I say unto you, a servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he is that is sent is greater than he that sent him. So Jesus Christ washed his disciples' feet and gave an example of service. And so even though that that example when I got married hit me so strong because I've endeavored to be that same example. Um, yeah. and try to try to show service in the, in the household. Um, and, yeah. you know, we, we've spent some time sorting out what all that looks like, laundry dishes, but the bottom line is that 
is that I, I truly believe that the old guard that is woman, cook, queen, man, work is is not based in scripture. I think that that service should be done. Um, and and in fact, we found now through through marriage that our little adage is it's always better when we're together. So we just do yeah. it together. Yeah. We, we do the dishes together. We do the laundry together. And now this is an added benefit. This is the, how good God is. Becca is falling in line with that model. She helps yeah. daddy with the laundry. She helps daddy with the dishes. Yeah. And so God knows how to run his household. Yeah. Our household. Hierarchy's in the it's Bible. It's just a matter of dominicism. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Right yeah. It's like can, the hierarchy's there. Can but we if you use get, that? Yeah. Right. Can Sorry, you get, it's just like, can we just get out of our own way and just let God have command over our households? And I think, I mean, you want to talk about passion. I'm so passionate about sanctified homes. Um, every time in our <laughs> yeah, church, so, so two sanctified people will get, every time, I know, I'm Matt, I'm Matt, I talked to Matt, I was about, every time two people in our, like, we're about to have a wedding this weekend and two sanctified young people are going to be married. And they're going to be married by a sanctified man who has a sanctified wife who is raising sanctified children. And when they are married, um, I mean, I'm praying for them now. And people joke, you know, the world jokes. I know we're running time, but this is something okay. that I'm passionate about. So I just want to spend a minute on it. The world jokes, you know, oh, happy wife, happy life. And the world is going to joke about how, oh, I'll pray for your brother and slap the groom on the back. No, no, none of that stuff. All right. Because the reality of it is, they're about to enter into a blessing of God that is unparalleled. You cannot put a price tag on it. And it will and it will bless so many people. Uh, a sanctified marriage, a sanctified mm -hmm. home will bless their children, Lord willing. Yep. And it will bless their neighbors. It will bless their children's children. And if we could take back the home in America, we would take back the country. Um, and God can do that. But if we got to get out of our own way. And let him have our homes again and quit all this nonsense, you know, that, and try to do raise our kids and live our marriages like the world wants us to do. I mean, look how good they're doing anyway. You know, yeah. they're failing half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why am I going to follow that pattern? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, and, so, and my thing anyway, is, I'll, if you that's it, if you I'm off my soapbox, if you truly time. love each other more than you love yourself. There's not going to be the using the, hey, I'm the head of the household, da, 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 because you love the other person more than you love yourself. So you care more about what they're feeling than yourself. And it's a nice, I mean, the way God set it up is perfect. Um, Render unto each other and, do benevolence. And to be yeah, honest, exactly. I, I really am happier. Like, like some, we've had some great times, just the two of us, you know, we're, you know, we're not watching TV. We're not, we're, we're together working. And, mm -hmm. and we've had a great, I mean, and honestly, we've had great memories. We've had beautiful conversation um, and the work flies by. Um, now, life is so busy. I'm not saying, you know, it's all perfect or whatever and stuff happens. But what I'm saying is that that, system, that way of doing it is so much better than just, okay, you put your, your nose to the grindstone over here. I'll put my nose to the grindstone over here and, and we'll never cross paths. Um, it's yeah. always better when we're together. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be brief, and then because we got we, we're grossly out of time. But what all of y'all said has been awesome. Um, I was thinking it was kind of turning a little bit, calm me a little bit, but it's it's been more, you know, scriptural. But I was thinking, I guess 
I'm I'm with uh, Josh and Derek as far as cooking goes. Um, Anna's fantastic at that, and I, I'll do. I kind of focus on I'll grill and, and do things like that, small things. But before we were married, she would do a lot of the cooking. Um, excuse me. When before we had kids, she would do a lot of the cooking, and then the cleaning. I would clean up and do dishes, um, and then right. we kind of coincided a little bit and, and did things together. Um, once we've had kids, though, it's kind of changed a little bit where, you know, she may, I'm at work and, and she'll prepare the meal and, and being a mom is a full-time job. Um, I've, I've tried to take mm-hmm. care of the two kids on a couple of occasions. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I mean, this is, this is, this is not awesome. This, I enjoy it, but I'm like, man, I, I'll just go to work and you can kind of, but, but when we, <laughs> but as far as like after the, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of juggle things. Like she may do the dishes. I may take Essie or Ezra, go give him a bath. Or, or take care of the kids, intending the kids, and, and just vice versa. There's not really like a, like Patrick said, like a, a hard, a hard line in the sand, so to speak. And but I, I think just being being united and yep. and not saying like, hey, like it, I feel like it used. To, I won't say it used to be, but it's just and it just made just how things were. I don't know. I, I, it just it just to me it works better that we can help each other out and do certain things. And there's some things that were better than others and we play to our strengths and, and, and that's okay. Um, exactly. and, but, but I, I do put a lot of value on her being able to, um, you know, a mother's nurture to the kids and take care of them. Um, but nonetheless, that, that's kind of where, you know, we fall in line and I enjoy grilling. So I'll, I'll do that. some as, as it, as it presents it's itself. A grenade. What's that? Yeah, you'll fall on that grenade. He said, yeah. "I'll fall on oh. that grenade." Yeah, I, I guess scared, I'll do the yeah. grilling tonight. I ain't scared. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll smoke some ribs. Um, but anyway, but that's really all I got. On I need to get my grill game on. Yeah. All right, Jordan, you got 15 no, seconds. Good, so. No, let's, that'll let's, be another segment journey. on grills. Yes. What kind of grill, like Journey? That. I'm going to give you. We got. We'll give you an extra time. So. I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, the listeners already cut out. You know, they're like, this is an hour program. You guys running over. I'm gone. Really? Um, we're gone. Yeah. The, the dad jokes. We're um, here for Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh. Take it over, buddy. All right. So, so y'all want me to go? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I'll just go ahead and go. We love you, yeah, man. Do it. <laughs> I'm By the way, have... everybody. Yeah. You know, you, you, okay. Hey, look, look, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, yeah. please send in your dad jokes. I mean, you know. I, I haven't heard any feedback from Gray out of Greensboro, but I'm hoping he got his um, bug assault and he's shooting them up like crazy. Um, there's some fun ones in here. Um, today we went back to an old classic. Um, I believe that this has been some of my best times have been around a family table. We did it this past weekend playing Uno, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, Uno's been, been yes. the bomb. There's a, there's a nice Uno set on Amazon and then one of those metal tins. And you can play the, was it Crazy Uno? You know, where you pile on the skips and pile on the draw twos and yeah. you really get your mm-hmm. wife mad whenever you, you, you're playing teams. And uh, we did that this weekend. Um, Mira's probably still not going to play Uno with, with me for a while um, <laughs> after that one. But, um, I mean, we were dominating. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Blaster on um, the radio. Yeah, it was it was great. Like there was one thing my brother in law goes, Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and play with fire and he puts it down and then uh, his son just boom jumped in like <laughs> right away, won the game 
and it was it was awesome. Anyway, so that's going out to our winners here tonight, uh, and a new Uno set and a metal ten. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, but you, you get your get your dad jokes in. I mean, if you guys want to win, you got to put a dad joke in. I mean, we only had a few submissions, but speak as you're moved at gmail.com is the best way to get them in. But you also can can direct message us at speak as you're moved on Instagram or speak as you're moved on Facebook. If you like us, you can inbox us there. Um, we're going to have some, some good ones. I mean, you know, how do, how do you get a squirrel to like you? You guys know that one? Yeah, like a nut. <laughs> um, so, so how, how do, y'all you know, know much about, I mean, penguins, you know how they build their house? The penguin builds his house? Uh, oh. It glues it together. <laughs> it glues it together. <laughs> All right. And just so y'all know, and we'll have to do a segment where I'm actually in the market to sell my vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it, it was it was just really? gathering dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, getting on to the ones that were submitted. See, those are just my, some of my classics. You know, I've got some too. I just can't can't win anything. Um, we've got uh, Ty and Chesapeake submitted. Uh, you know when a door's not a door? When it's a jar. Yeah. Oh, man. good job. Dude. I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got Rainy in James Island, South Carolina. What do you put on a lonely grilled cheese sandwich? Speaking of grilled cheese last week, what do you yeah, put on a lonely buddy. grilled cheese sandwich? Provolone. Johnny from Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, if you if you actually if you see a robbery take place at the Apple Store, there's one I think at um at, at South Point um, Mall. But if you, if you <laughs> see a robbery at the Apple Store, does that make you a eyewitness? Uh, <laughs> I, I um, and then this winner tonight came in from Katie and the big DC Davis from Lexington, South Carolina. And they wrote in, submitted, Do you guys know why the smartphone needed glasses? Well, it's because it lost all its contacts. <laughs> Isn't that back up to the yeah. iCloud? <laughs> yeah, they did have back up to the iCloud. It, the iCloud was robbed, man. Can I get an eyewitness? Yeah, um, it was lost in all its contacts. So uh. Katie and Davis are getting a Uno set. Big old Uno number one and a metal 10 coming to you from Amazon Prime. Shoot it straight to their house and they will get it. Um, we'll, we'll reach out to them for their contact information. Awesome. But make sure you get your dad jokes in for next week. Get in the run and to win. I really do appreciate um, Katie, Davis, Johnny, Rainy, Tile for submitting their dad jokes. And get yours in for your chance to win next week. Speak as you move at gmail.com is the easiest way. Speak as you move on Instagram or speak as you move. Like us and inbox us on Facebook. You're, you all can tell the listeners that Josh is excited. He lives for this. I, that's, guys. that's my favorite pump, part. Pump that's that's the only reason why I don't like send guys, in those guys, jokes. I gotta I gotta I gotta cut out real quick. No, my my segment's at the end. I'm gonna stay. Yeah. So this is the this is the best part of the night. <laughs> we we're <laughs> always gonna try to give you more time. In the same note too, guys. We're and always we gonna fail. Yeah. <laughs> we, yes. have, we have Well, rank. we didn't have riveting conversation and, and ah. you know. That's the hey, problem. <laughs> we have ran out of time again. Um on another Monday night is speak as you're moved. Also, just like you're sending the Jad jokes, uh, please send in your thoughts, icebreaker questions, anything you got for us to try to answer or do our best to uh, dissect there. Send them in on Instagram. 
at speak as you're moved on the email speak as you're moved at gmail.com and also on That's Facebook. Right. Like us, follow us, um, do whatever you can, get us out there. Mm-hmm. So right. next week, same time, same place, 8.30 Monday night. We thank everyone for joining us tonight. We do appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it, guys. Um, like always, um, we're going to close yep. with a word of prayer. Any other thoughts before we close, guys? If not, Patrick, you mind uh, dismissing us? Not at all. all right. Heavenly Father, we're grateful, dear God. We love you tonight, Lord, and we recognize that all good things come from you, dear Father. We trust you in your providence and in your in your grace and mercy. You give us the ability to do what we could not do of our own selves, dear God. We know that we are not sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from God. I pray, Father, that you would receive glory from this radio program, dear Father. I pray, God, that that it would be an inspiration in those listening. I pray, God, that it would point them to a Savior who can save them from their sins, dear Father. Sanctify their hearts and they can live a life of holiness before you, dear Father, in perfect fellowship, Lord, in perfect love. God, I thank you for the blessing of friendship and fellowship, dear Father. I'm thankful that we we know one another, we have one love for one another, but also we um, we have fellowship with one another, dear God. I pray, Father, that you would help us as fathers, Lord, to emulate you in our households and to teach our children of you and and be the example that we should be, dear God. And um, I ask, Father, that you bless every one of the children that were referenced and mentioned here tonight, dear God. I pray your blessings over their lives, and I pray, Lord, that they would grow up to love and serve you, dear Father. And I pray, God, tonight for fathers all over this land and country, dear Father. I ask, God, that you would just reach and teach each and every one and help them lord and especially lord i I just ask your blessing on children who don't have any fathers or parents dear god who for whatever reason the providence that you understand that we can't comprehend lord or in that situation i ask god that you would send a minister or a pastor an uncle or a cousin or somebody dear god to stand in the gap lord and be a father to that child dear god and show your love through them even though the bloodline doesn't connect lord they will still have that connection dear god i ask that here tonight father god we thank you we honor you and we ask your blessings on all of us in jesus name amen amen, amen. thank you guys thank you for joining it as always appreciate it see you right. you guys have a good night see you man. good night and god bless